forgiven. And the good that we didn't used to do, yeah, now we're going to do it because Jesus, if he died for me on the cross, then I certainly ought to be nice to my obnoxious neighbor. Yeah? I'm just saying the way it is. <laughs> yeah, he says to do it. So there is a doing to get to, that you sin not. There's a doing. It's not just not doing the ungodly thing or the unrighteous thing. No, it is, it is doing something. All right? Get, getting ourselves out of the basement, out of this, what Watchman E calls the subnormal. Let's do one more. And uh, this is in 1 John itself. It takes us, sort of loops back around to 1 John. 1 John chapter, chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And this is not a surprising verse. <laughs> but we don't let it sink in. I don't let it sink in. First, 1 John chapter 5 verse 17 says, All unrighteousness that is things things that come out of the righteousness of God God defines what righteousness is if it doesn't come out of that it's unrighteous all unrighteousness is sin wow <laughs> you mean there could be a whole lot more things that the Lord doesn't want me uh tangled in than what I thought yeah in fact a mark of maturity is what as you go you know some people say oh you know uh, when I became a new Christian oh you know I just felt so good and and you know and and sort of th that self-satisfied thing and, and you're sort of in that and and then then and how many times have I talked to people is that you know I it feels like I lost it I said, well, you lost what? Well, you know, that feeling that everything is just okay. In, in, in yourself? Yeah, in myself. Well, you know, it could be that now the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you know what, you thought some of this stuff was okay, but it's not. And the Holy Spirit is teaching you and the things that you used to think were okay, if you come to the point where you see from God's word and by the Holy Spirit bringing that into your mind and into your heart, you're okay, now we abandon that. We abandon window shopping on adultery, that is girl watching, you know, talking to men here. No, you don't do that. And it's not okay. God has a plan. A man and a woman and and to be married. All right? That's his plan. I didn't it's not my plan, it's his plan. Try try to cooperate. All right? Anything else is unrighteous and anything else that's unrighteous is what? Sin. And there is a sin leading to death. Yes. 
there, there's a line that you step over it and you don't even realize how you got there. All right. Let's go back to uh, uh, James chapter 2. And there's one verse I want to pick up on. James chapter 2. Or not James. <laughs> First John chapter 2. Somebody read my mind. I said, that's not what I want to. Verse 6, the walking part. If we think of sin only as the behavior stuff, we're going to struggle with it. And the old carnal nature is going to rise up and, oh, there I did something really stupid and you know it's sinful, all right? But notice how this is phrased in verse 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Back there in verse, uh, uh, in, in chapter one, uh, it, this is actually before I should have read it. <laughs> uh, verse five of chapter one of First John, it says, this is a message we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. What does that mean? What does that mean regarding the way Jesus walked? Uh, I got it written here someplace. Uh, 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 Still in 1 John. So, so uh, how much sin was there in Jesus' life? Really? No sin? There was no sin in Jesus' life. That's right. No sin in Jesus' life. No sin in Jesus' life. There was no sin in what he said, in what he thought, in what he did. No sin. Jesus. I tell you what, that has to be one of the most miraculous things in the whole Bible is now we got a man that has no sin. It's the one thing that sets, really sets Jesus apart in his earthly life from everybody of the whole humanity, the whole history of humanity. Jesus did no sin. No sin at all. 
Uh, Romans says that. You know what, I can't put my finger on the... So I got too many notes. By the way, if you ever preach, don't have too many notes because then you can't ever find anything. Uh, well, you know what? Right there, right there it is. In uh, it's it's First Peter, which is right next door. First Peter, go to First Peter. That's right before First John. Well, Second Peter's in between there. Yes, I know. I know how some of you people think. First Peter. <laughs> First uh, Peter chapter 2, wow, thank you, Lord. You know what? If you're preaching and you don't know what else to say, the, 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 you, you think the Lord can give you, get, get, you, get you out of your problem? <laughs> Look at this. First Peter chapter 2, go down to verse 21. Yeah, and this is a good, this is a good place to wrap up the sermon, folks. 1 Peter chapter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. All right. It says, uh, For to this were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. He gives an example. The one without sin is what? My example. The one without sin is your example. Now, how did he do it? Oh, he was God. No, no, no. Gee, what Jesus did in living this, this world, he, he did that so, all oh, because I'm God, I won't sin. No, no, no. He did it the same way you and I need to do it. The way he walked, we need to walk. All right? It says that you should follow his steps. And here it is, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who, bo who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin, having died to sins, having died to sins, have you died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So let me tell you, if you have aspirations, okay, now uh, this week, you know, before, I, you know, when, Whenever I felt like sinning, I would sin. But you know, starting this week, I'm not going to sin anymore. <laughs> Isn't that a good plan? <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to sin. I'm not going to sin anymore. All right. Well, what are your chances? Yeah, somewhere between zip and zero. Somewhere in, in that range. Because what does it take to do it the way Jesus did it, and how did he do it? He had faith in his Father. He knew, he knew that it took God in his life, the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in him was the thing that made 
him abhor sin. By the way, that's what the Holy Spirit will do in you is make you abhor sin. It makes sin more detestable than it ever was. Now, here's, the, here's, here's Sandy's end of his sermon. Just letting you know I'm getting there. Sometimes you wonder, don't you? I bet you wonder sometimes. The only way you're going to make your life go in the direction of sinning less and so that you sin no more, that's what John says, that you sin no more, is get a hold of the one who never sinned. He was tempted. Hey, that's Hebrews. He was Hebrews. Hebrews 4. I'm not going to read it, but you need to know it's there. Hebrews 4. Can I resist reading it? (laughs) Hebrews 4. He was tempted every point we are. This is the end of Hebrews 4. He's tempted in every way, but without sin. Now to get that one to be your Lord and Savior, and you say, you say what? Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord. It is the righteousness of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that was in Jesus, which is the love of God, his heavenly Father, and that being in you, in your heart, you finally have a ghost of a chance, and I have a ghost of a chance that I don't sin like I used to. Have I arrived yet? Paul says, Paul says, no, I haven't arrived yet. And because Paul's bold enough to say it, I'll say it too. No, I haven't arrived yet. But I'll tell you what, to be on the road to not sinning at all. And hallelujah, I can hardly wait until the time until the time we're walking those streets and we're with the angels and we're, we're in the very presence of God. There's no need for the sun or moon because he is the light of the city and there will be no sin there. I tell you what, that's something that makes heaven heaven. No sin. No sin at all. You know, yeah, Jesus was a little touch of heaven in a person on the face of this earth when he was here. And his goal is to get as many people as possible there. No sin at all. A whole city of no sin at all. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have revealed yourself to our hearts as being the one. You are the opposite of sin. Be the opposite of sin in our hearts. Lord, we want that. We give you permission to work that. Work it in our lives today. Work it in our lives in the days ahead. Lord, may we never be content if there's any sin at all. Father, we ask it in Jesus' name.